Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Rewired podcast. Thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, September 25th. Today's episode is going to be about five positive mental health habits that you guys can start implementing into your life and focusing on. And those include meditation, sleep, limiting alcohol, eating whole foods, and exercise. But before we begin, this podcast is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients. 20 grams of protein and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And something that I love that Chad and Hannah do is they actually allow you to get kind of like a variety box or choose the different flavors that you want in your box when you go to order. And I think this is awesome, especially for those of you out there who are growing to enjoy all the many amazing flavors that they provide. I know that Christine and I do. We can, we always debate on, you know, which one we enjoy the most, but As you guys know, each box is cold pressed daily, packaged, and made fresh to order right here in Columbus, Ohio. And for any first time customer, use our code LIFERWIRED10 and you guys will get 10% off of your entire order. So on to episode number 52, positive mental, five positive mental health habits. And so as we kind of navigate this episode, guys, we just wanted to preface this with the idea that all these things that we're giving you guys are very controllable. These are all things that you guys have, you know, 100% control over. You can start prioritizing them and seeing the benefit in your life and seeing a direct return, you know, for your efforts. And while, you know, it might not be right away, you will without a doubt see the benefit over time by implementing these five strategies into your life. And we know that, you know, there's certain things that are definitely outside of your guys's control. You know, we might be struggling with things mentally that we do in fact need to seek help for and and we should seek help for. But that said, these are five very controllable things that will set us up for success and will only provide value in implementing these strategies into our life. And so First and foremost, we wanted to touch on meditation and the impact that this has, you know, on the brain and on our mental health in general. Before we dive into, I do want to mention we pulled a lot of these stats and tips from Kayla Barnes. And last summer, I got the chance before she blew up on Instagram to see her in person at a local health restaurant in Columbus. And she did a whole series on positive foods that you can eat to increase your mental health and brain health. So we're going to get to that later on, but she has a ton of you know, educational information on her Instagram. Highly recommend checking her out. But the first thing is meditation. And Zach and I both talk about how meditation has improved our everyday mental health. But long term, like looking back, my stress levels, cortisol levels, everything has improved mentally from doing meditation daily. And it's not something you'll notice right away. It's something that definitely takes like with anything, putting in the reps, you're strengthening a muscle, your mental health is a muscle. muscle. Yeah. So meditation is like your gym time for your your brain, basically. So The things that we want to mention that is improved from meditation is your brain is actually anti-aging when you do meditation. It's an anti-aging, basically we all do women like skincare and these things that are anti-aging, but you don't think about like your brain aging. And this is one way to control that. It also improves your mood and focus for the day. I've definitely noticed a difference. We've talked about it before on podcasts when we don't meditate versus when we do, our mood and focus for the day is dramatically improved. It also increases your gray matter in your brain. It improves your memory and focus, decreases stress levels. It improves your sleep, which is one of the points we're going to get to later on. The main reason I did it was it reduces anxiety and improves concentration. And we definitely see an impact in these areas. And just think about like your everyday life. Like how do you optimize your performance in the gym and your work? Like you have to have a sharp memory. You have to be focused. You have to have low stress levels to handle things being thrown your way. So when you meditate every morning, you're controlling how you respond to things. And also the app I'm about to recommend Headspace also has like a daily routine. So you can do it in the morning. It's like three minutes, five minutes. You can choose how long you have. We do the three minute one. Then there's one at lunch if you need to like 
decompress. There's one after work if you need to like turn it off and decrease your stress levels after work as you go into like your evening routine, go being around your family. Do you want that work stress to carry over into your actual life? Probably not. There's actually one that helps you cut off work and balance your mental health going into your evening. And then there's also one for before bed because it improves sleep, memory, focus. There's so many things that are improved by meditation and we cannot recommend it enough. But before Zach goes into the nerdy side of meditation, I do want to give a couple more apps because Headspace is one. I've tried a ton. This is the one I always go back to. I also like the Calm app. And then Superhuman is also one for my ladies out there who want more of like an aesthetic, like meditation library. That one has everything you need, but it is on the higher end of pricing. So Headspace is right there in the middle. Yeah. And even before I dove into some of the points I was going to make, I just wanted to touch on how I've noticed the reduction in anxiety for me personally with meditation. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, but I'm someone who I definitely like to control a lot of the things in my life. And I feel like for a very long time, especially early on in my entrepreneurial journey, you know, you have so many different things. You're focusing on so many different pillars of just your business and clients and everything. And I really would get super anxious when, you know, things would hit the fan and I, and I felt like I couldn't deal with them like right on the spot, you know, and naturally, you know, things are going to come up that we can't deal with on the spot. There's things that we naturally are going to have to wait or delay, um, you know, working on or, or getting getting to or getting toward because we are focused on the things that we're doing kind of in that very moment. And we just don't have the ability to focus on those other things that, that occur that come up, you know, throughout a given day or throughout a given, you know, work hour. And so for me, what I found was by doing the the meditation with Christina, you know, over time, I started to notice kind of a detachment from the control of those things. And while, you know, I, I don't just kind of blow them off, you know, obviously, but I have found such a better um, relationship with the things I can and cannot control. And I firmly believe that it's because of the meditation that I've got to this place, because that meditation, that practice really does help you view all the things going on in your life as external. You know, meditation really helps you guys get centered on what's happening internally in your body. And that inadvertently will then help you better respond to those external factors happening in your life. And so um, Kayla Barnes also talked about a few research studies that show meditation can actually decrease amygdala volume, which is the area of the brain that is primarily responsible for fear and stress. Meditation can have an instant effect on anxiety, stress, fear. But with continued action and practice, the areas responsible for fear and stress will become less powerful, while areas associated with positive emotions and behaviors will now become even more powerful. And so another study actually also showed that meditation can increase the cortical thickness of the hippocampus, and the hippocampus is responsible for regulating things such as emotions and memory. So, you know, the impact of that meditation can have on our brain is very substantial. And that's the reason why we want to motivate you guys to do this, because meditation really it sounds like it takes a lot of time. It sounds like, you know, you have to get in like a very Zen state. You have to be sitting a certain way, but in reality, you know, just keep it simple guys. You know, Christine and I keep this very, very simple. We do it for literally five minutes in the morning before she starts her workday or goes to the gym. And before I leave to get to the gym to start training some of my clients. And so we literally take five minutes out of our morning to get this done. And you guys are kind of hearing from us just a significant impact. Five minutes a day has compounded and had on our own individual lives. Mm -hmm. And it will show you after the 
your brain workout essentially like once it's done it gives you a positive quote for the day on headspace then it also tells you how many minutes you've meditated and it's crazy like the compound effect like zach said like we'll do the three minute one but there's an intro so it equals five minutes we do that every day like monday through friday we don't do it on the weekends and maybe it's something that we can definitely do like sprinkled in our weekends here and there but we're doing it most days of the week and that's what matters it's not perfect every single week and there's some days where we're waking up a little late and we have to skip it but it's what's important is you do it most of the time and then it shows you a statistic at the end like you've meditated 375 days or something and it's just crazy to see the compound effect and how different we are with our stress levels and our presence just as zach was talking about how like it helps you zoom out from the things like the external factors in your day because it's forcing you to be present and that's literally all it is it's just forcing you to be present and when you're present you have nothing to worry about because there's no future there's no past it's literally just right now which sounds crazy but that's from the power of now and one thing i wanted to mention we didn't put this in the five positive mental health habits, but it kind of ties into um, meditation, which is gratitude. And while we're meditating, we do journal like for the first couple of minutes while he's doing the intro on the app, we'll write down what we're grateful for and something my therapist, maybe I mentioned this last week on the episode, but she recommends you write something you're grateful for and then elaborate on why you're grateful for that, how it impacts your life and just those kind of like more in depth than just a list of like five things I'm grateful for every single day. And that gratitude really does improve your mental health too. Kayla Barnes has a ton of stuff on that as well on her blog or website, just on how gratitude really impacts your everyday mental health. Like being a more grateful person, it it kind of rids all of the negativity from your life and that fixed mindset. It pushes you into that growth mindset, which is where all the growth happens, honestly, physically, mentally. Yeah. And just imagine how susceptible you guys would be to stress, to some of these negative emotions if you never are taking the time to reflect on what you are grateful for. It's like Christine and I talk about that a lot. We're like, we can't even imagine not doing the gratitude just because of how powerful it's impacted us and our perspective. Because I feel like when gratitude isn't present in our life and we don't make an effort to make it present in our life, it's just so easy to slip into a lack mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're surrounded by all these people doing so many things, you know, with social media, we see everything and everybody doing all these things. And it's so easy to just slip down that emotional, you know, basically slide into feeling like you lack certain things in your life. And so that's why, you know, we, we can't imagine not doing it. And if you're someone who might have been might have been resistant to, you know, doing meditation or doing gratitude, you know, definitely use this as kind of a, a wake up call to start, you know, utilizing this because it's only going to add benefits to your life. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the one thing we always want to stress with you guys is like taking control of these things and, and controlling the controllables. It's, it's never going to leave you like dissatisfied. You're never going to regret to put, putting in a little bit extra effort towards some of these practices, it's only going to benefit you and your health. Yeah. And this whole thing takes us like five minutes. Like if you do the five minute diary, which is gratitude affirmations, then you meditate. That whole thing is like five to 10 minutes max. And we know you have five to 10 minutes because if you're someone who lacks a morning routine or lacks these positive habits, I know you're scrolling on your phone first thing in the morning because I hear it all the time from my my girls and my friends. And we used to do that too. But then when I started like turning off my social media apps and only allowing like um, Pinterest, which I get journal prompts from, and then my Headspace app, those are the only things that are available in the morning for me to use. So you have no choice. And then that helps you just. That is a, no, that is a crucial point because I don't even, I really have consciously made an effort to like not even open any social media or open anything on my phone until we do those practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see a difference when we don't listen to it and when we do. But the next one has to do with kind of your morning routines too, because it's all about sleep. The next positive mental health habit is proper sleep, which really improves your mental and physical readiness. I did share a statistic on my story this weekend of how alcohol, which 
we'll get to soon, impacts your sleep and your overall readiness. You can get like seven hours of sleep, but if it's not quality sleep, you're not going to feel mentally and physically ready. And Friday night, we went to Cleveland. We had a couple margaritas and then we got a poor night of sleep. Just being dog parents in a hotel is just never easy. So we got really choppy sleep and the alcohol already impairs your readiness and your quality of sleep. So I shared a statistic that my sleep and like readiness dropped like 30 points on the aura ring. It's like zero to hundred points. And most of the time I'm between like 85 and 95, which is like optimal, optimal readiness, which means like on those days I can podcast with ease. I can get to client check-ins with ease. I'm so focused. I can crush my workout. I can get PRs. I'm like winning the freaking day, but anything below like 80, I feel like trash. And you can definitely tell in like how I sound and how I perform and just how I show up for the day. And I increase my in cal or my caffeine intake quite a bit, which then impairs your sleep the following night. And it's a vicious cycle. So paying attention to your stats, Zach will share some of them up. But for me, for Aura, just from Friday night to Saturday night, we improved our sleep. Like we got like nine hours of sleep last night. It was pretty unbroken. Like had CBD before that improved our sleep and overall our performance today, our readiness, like we feel like completely different people. And so your sleep is the foundation of your brain health. Like that's literally the time that it recovers and your muscles too. We have done a whole episode on sleep and how it impacts your fitness, but we're talking about brain health here. It actually increases the blood flow to your brain, which improves your performance, your memory, your focus. And then you have less brain fog. I think one of the worst things is brain fog. Like when I'm hungover, when I get bad sleep, having that brain fog, I just feel like a zombie. And that's not how we're meant to go through everyday life. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, for any of you out there who might be skeptical about, for example, like the whoop data or the aura ring data, you know, one thing to keep in mind is that these fitness trackers, while they are a little bit discrepant from a caloric standpoint, they are extremely accurate when it comes to sleep and recovery because they are literally measuring the exact um, data, you know, through your heart rate, such as heart rate, variability, resting heart rate, those kind of measures to really determine these scores and determine the outcome of your sleep quality. And so I actually love how whoop does this, but whoop will actually conduct essentially their own research studies by monitoring a lot of the data that they pull from active users. They'll actually even set up subgroups where, you know, they'll have a certain uh, controlled group of people, you know, utilizing certain habits and they track it over time. And they're able to take this user data and create real-time basically research studies on some of these topics. And so a lot of what I'm about to talk about comes from, you know, one of Whoop's articles where they did actually analyze um, basically the impact of sleep on mental health and on brain health. And so I kind of want to break down exactly what happens, you know, when we do, when we are sleep deprived. And so um, basically when we miss out on sleep, the amygdala, which is part of the brain involved in emotional reaction, emotional reactions goes into overdrive. And there was actually a study done using MRI brain scans that found the amygdala was around 60% more emotionally reactive in participants who were in a state of acute sleep deprivation compared to people who were sleeping normally and well-rested. And so when you're short on sleep, your ability to respond to potentially emotionally and intensive events will then essentially become compromised. And honestly, you know, what's even worse is that heightened emotional reactivity related to amygdala hyperactivity is paired with dysregulation of another brain area called the prefrontal cortex, which is involved in your decision-making. And so not only do you have an overactive amygdala, which is making you more emotionally reactive, you also have a prefrontal cortex that is less able to integrate that information and even control impulses in general. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you break this down, you guys are seeing just the negative impact that this can have on your decision-making, on your impulse control, um, and just emotions in general. And so 
I think the next point where we talk, you know, we're going to be talking about limiting alcohol and how, you know, alcohol can impact this, but you guys are going to see just how important, you know, sleep in relation to alcohol really is in this next point. Yeah, exactly. And with the emotional dysregulation and also decision-making being, you know, lessened as well, that also ties to your fitness. I know you guys are here for fitness tips as well, but like I said, we're keeping it brain health centered, but when you're decision making is impaired you're going to drink more alcohol you're going to eat less optimal foods like eat more soul foods that doesn't go in alignment with your fitness goals so typically when i see people lacking on sleep their mental health and stress levels on like a check-in for example off the charts their nutrition adherence completely below where we want to be basically Mm -hmm. so the consistency for nutrition is so much harder when your emotional dysregulation and also decision making is thrown off so this sleep category is like the center for your mental and physical readiness and how it pertains to your fitness too. So just wanted to remind you guys of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also applies to your fitness, which is limiting alcohol. And obviously I mentioned we had a couple margaritas on Friday, but we've kind of found that moderation where like we used to do that a couple times per weekend. And now we only do it once per weekend. We do it on a Friday. So we have Saturday to recover. And then Sunday we are very productive. Monday we're back at it. But when we do something on Sunday or Saturday nights, it takes us like two days to get back into our swing of things. So limiting your alcohol can mean like lessening the amount of days that you're drinking or lessening the amount of alcohol you're drinking. We've done both and we've seen a huge benefit from it. And a couple of reasons why you want to do that is because alcohol can significantly reduce blood flow to the brain. It reduces the quality of our sleep. That's Bane, if you didn't know. The boys are always in the podcast room while we're podcasting. Um, It reduces the quality of our sleep, which, as you know, is a huge impairment for our mental and brain health. Sleep is essential for brain health in so many ways. It's where we recover fully, both mentally and physically. Long-term alcohol consumption of more than one drink per day can lead to neurodegeneration, ranging from poor message signaling to full-on cell death, which means you can't come back from it. Um, It can also cause damage to the blood-brain barrier, which makes it more permeable. And this is something that also happens in your gut. If your gut barrier is weakened, things are more permeable, and that's where a lot of gut health issues and bloat happen. So just imagine the impact this has on your brain if you're drinking alcohol or intaking anything that's not optimal for your body and it's leaking into your brain. Like, not ideal. (laughs) Not ideal for so many reasons. Yeah, so this next point also from the Whoop article really breaks down the impact that both alcohol and sleep can have on your performance and the way that you recover. So as we know, you know, when we do strenuous exercise, when we train, this causes micro tears in our muscles and breaks them down. We then repair and regenerate those muscles during sleep and more specifically through slow wave sleep. And so 95% of our human growth hormone is produced in this sleep stage. And so basically when alcohol is in our system, it prevents us from getting into that slow wave sleep and in that deep sleep and that REM sleep, which ultimately is what is our most restorative sleep where we recover both mentally and physically. And so really it should come at no surprise, but out of all the behaviors available to record within the Whoop journal, drinking alcohol is the one with the single greatest negative impact on next day recovery. So on average, Whoop members and users Recovery was 8% lower when they logged anywhere between one drink to several drinks. And the good news is that if we primarily practice all these brain healthy habits we're mentioning today, you can still enjoy a glass or two of alcohol, whether that's a margarita or a glass of wine, but then the impacts are significantly less when we lead a brain healthy lifestyle. So if you're doing none of these habits and you're drinking quite a bit, Obviously, your brain health is going to be impacted by it negatively, but if you're doing all these brain healthy habits and you are just drinking 1% less alcohol, you are going to feel so much better mentally and physically. 
Yeah, and so for any of you guys out there who, you know, say you do consume alcohol pretty frequently, as you're kind of hearing from Christine and I, you know, it, you, you have to just understand the impact. You have to understand what it's doing to your health and to your body when consuming alcohol frequently. And so that's why, you know, we've decided to really pull back on frequency as well as volume. Um, and we regulate it a whole lot more. Do we completely eliminate it and never do it? No, you know, we still are smart about it. We still integrate it in ways that make sense for us and our lifestyle. And so I would just highly recommend any of you guys out there who, you know, you are someone who, who does consume alcohol frequently. You might think that it is positively impacting your sleep or helping you fall asleep quicker. Um, but in reality, we actually just did found some research around latency and it's actually, you know, worse to fall asleep immediately and a little bit better to kind of gradually ease into your, you know, your deeper sleep um, throughout the night. And so this is just, again, you know, another one of those wake up calls for any of you out there who might be doing a little bit too much of the alcohol consumption. And it is taking away from, you know, the importance and the value of your sleep and the way you recovery and ultimately just the way you feel. Because at the end of the day, you know, we just want to help you guys feel the best. That's right. And that's what it's all about. And that ties directly into number four, which is eating whole foods and brain healthy foods. The way you feel your body is how it's optimal or essentially going to feel. And we want to feel very optimal and energetic. And these are the foods that Kayla Barnes and a lot of other brain researchers recommend. Like I said, I went to a conference or like a little seminar she did last summer and all of these were listed in her seminar. And so I have about eight foods that you can implement. So if you guys are taking notes, now is the time to bring it out. Actually, I hope you guys are taking notes this whole time. But brain healthy foods you want to incorporate are, no surprise, they're all whole foods. <laughs> Not a lot of processed foods are good for your brain. But in moderation, you know, that 80-20 lifestyle is where both drinking and these processed foods come in. But number one is organic seeds and nuts. Her number one tip for nuts is walnuts. The number one that she recommends for brain health. And a good way to remember this, as she mentioned, is that it literally looks like a brain. Like walnuts look like a little tiny brain and they are super beneficial for your brain health. The next one is green leafy veggies. So if you don't like eating green leafy veggies, we just like chop them up and throw them into a meal and it makes it a lot more that is such an easy <laughs> hack. Yeah, like we'll literally, we've been making these bowls recently and we'll buy one of those like massive tubs of mixed greens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the past I bought that and it just always goes to waste because you just don't find a way to like integrate all of those greens and incorporate it into your food. But really, Christina, a while back, she started getting out the cutting board and literally like breaking down and chopping up into kind of like micro greens, like the big leafy greens and basically condensing them down into like more micro greens. And then we just like, fill our bowls with that. Mm -hmm. And it actually adds a lot of good substance, volume, and flavor to yeah. the bowl. And we also have like carbs. We have like quinoa in it. We have a lot of protein. And then we just started chopping up like tomatoes and greens. And those micronutrients do so much for you, both physically and mentally. So if you don't like eating them in your salads or in bowls like that, you can throw them into a smoothie or something with your protein. And you're getting in a ton of vegetables and micronutrients. And the next one, this is something that I hear all of the time, which is wild caught fish. Fatty fish are abundant in omega-3 fatty acids. There's a lot of omega-3 like fish oil supplements. A lot of people I have recommended it to don't like the fishy taste. There is like a burp-free fish oil supplement. But of course, with any supplement, you're going to get more benefit from eating it as a whole food. So eating like salmon, when we eat salmon, I feel like so focused and like so on point with both nutrition my mental health my physical health and these healthy unsaturated fats have been linked to lower blood levels of beta amyloid the protein that forms damaging clumps in the brains of people with alzheimer's so this actually works not only for your current brain health but your long-term brain health if you want to prevent things like alzheimer's and dementia the next one number four is organic healthy fats 
olive oil, amazing way to get healthy fats in, like avocados, like very organic. You'll hear from the rest of these recommendations. She really recommends organic. Next one is cacao. You can throw this in like your oatmeal. You can throw it in your smoothies. You can throw it on top of so many things and it adds a lot of flavor and a little bit of sweetness if you have any cravings. Number six, we are huge on berries. We snack on them all day long. Helps you hit your fiber, which is not only good for your gut health, but organic berries are also good for your brain health. Um, when I was in school, they used to always say that like before, like those testings we had to do, like statewide testing, they'd give us like blueberry breakfast. It would either be like blueberry muffins or blueberry pancakes or something like that. My mom would always feed me blueberries before because it was just a known fact that blueberries help improve your focus and memory. So eat your berries, but Kayla Barnes recommends organic. Number seven is turmeric, which is great for inflammation. My mom was even telling us this weekend, but it's something I've always known that if you put turmeric in like any of your foods or even like in drinks, that it is huge on decreases in decreasing inflammation. When your inflammation is decreased, like your overall just risk factors for any disease are significantly decreased. Number eight is smart carbohydrates, which is essentially complex carbs, things that do not spike your blood sugar. Spiking your blood sugar is something that's not only bad for your mental health, but your physical health as well. And in order to prevent that, you want to have slow digesting carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, oats, whole grains, quinoa, those kind of things compared to like white potatoes, white bread, you know, the simple carbs, cereals that are sugary. So if you want to have like fruits and veggies and complex carbs, that's going to be labeled smart carbs. But if you're having a simple carb, Make sure it's paired with a protein and a fat so that it decreases the fluctuation with your blood sugar. And lastly, number five, which is exercise. So once again, guys, low-hanging fruit and exercise can be a multitude of different activities. You know, this can be going on a simple walk, going on a jog, going for a run, doing sprints, doing, you know, a HIIT workout, doing a yoga class, doing your training that you're following week to week. And so obviously you guys can cut this into so many different categories, but one thing that we do know for certain is that exercise is going to improve your focus, your mental health, your cognitive function. It boosts serotonin, boosts dopamine, and also relieves stress. And, you know, something I always think about is, you know, no one ever regrets doing something physical. No one ever regrets doing something exercise-based. Um, you know, it's only going to have a positive impact on the way you think and the way you feel and just the way your body processes everything essentially you know exercise really can be the catalyst to Im ultimate improved physical and mental health and researchers from ucl at ucla health actually found that on average a person has 3.4 poor mental health days per month but among those who exercise the number of poor mental health days dropped by more than 40 percent exercise can change the way the brain functions which could account for a decrease in overall depression and anxiety. So the information is there. The research is there, guys. You know, all five of these are proven to help you guys live a happier and healthier life. And at the end of the day, that's really what the main goal of this podcast is to help you guys do. We really want to help you guys continually add in different life hacks, different habits, different things that you guys have control over that can make a profound impact on your life. Because what we're going to find is, you know, the more we lean into these controllables, the more we find ways to control the things that are going on in our lives, what within reason. Um, but the more we can focus on those things that we do have control over, the better we're going to feel and the better the outcome of our health is ultimately going to be not only in the short term, but the long term as well. Because as we know, all of these things are compounding. And you know, if we're kind of on the flip side of these five things, it's probably not compounding in the best direction. But if we're on top of adding, you know, five, these five items into our, you know, habits and into our routines where they fit and where they make sense, we are going to see that positive impact over the long haul. 
That's right. And I don't have much else to add besides to control the controllables, especially as ladies, we are more at risk for Alzheimer's disease than males. So if we can control as much as we can mentally, we're going to outlive these men <laughs> physically <laughs> and mentally. I'm just kidding. But definitely implement these habits into your weeks and tag us in this episode. Share it to your story with your main takeaway. Tag us, tag Life or Wired, and check all the show notes below for our coaching applications, our partner offer with Nash so you guys can get the seasonal flavor, cinnamon, maple, pecan. It is fire. Everyone I've sent a box to is obsessed. 10 out of 10 recommend. I've even seen 100 out of 10 recommend. So that's how good they are. And we hope you guys enjoy not only the Nash bars, but this episode as well. And we will see you guys next week. And as always, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, this really helps us out, guys. You know, we, we want to sh- continue to show up for you guys week in and week out. And so definitely don't forget to leave us a review and we hope you guys have a great week.